Omajina Trimanandasya Jina Jina Salakaya Chakshun Melitanyina Tismai Shri Gurave Namaha Vantakopdu Vischa Kripasindavevacha Patitanam Pamadebio Vaishnavijinamon Namaha So good evening everyone uh, We're going to continue this evening with discussion on Srila Rupa Goswami's Upadeshamrita. We have been discussing Upadeshamrita in relationship with the way that Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur presented a commentary on it in a series of articles published in uh, his magazine, Sanjana Tosani, and later made into a book, Bhakti Aloka. Now this particular presentation of a series of 12 essays uh, dealt with the second and third verse of Srila Rupa Goswami's Upadesha Amrita. So we're going beyond the third verse. We already have discussed in general in the way that Bhakti Finod presented the fourth verse in relationship with good association in the third verse. <laughs> Uh, following in the footsteps of the great devotees uh, and uh, avoiding that association. So uh, what we're going to cover this evening is a little bit more about the fourth verse and the loving exchanges between devotees and go on to two more verses from Rupa Goswami's Upadeshamrita which deal with more in-depth understanding of the various levels of devotional advancement and how according to one devotee or another devotee's devotional standing their qualification we associate with them according to that qualification. When we say association, associate, associate, and association, we talk specifically about how to interchange with devotees according to the platform of advancement that they are on, and how to. Uh, engage in the reciprocations of love that Rupa Goswami set forth. Dadati pratigriniti guyam akyati prichti bonte bonjayate chaiva sadvidam priti laksanam. So we'll read a translation from uh, a book that has three commentaries on Upadesha Amrita. Again, we find a different commentary in this particular book by Bhaktivinoda Thakur. Uh, we find a commentary by Sri Radharaman Das Goswami, who is uh, a predecessor in our line of disciplic succession, uh, coming in the wake of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Sankirtan movement. It all, this particular commentary also has I'm sorry, this particular book has a commentary also by Srila Bhaktivinoda and also a commentary by Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati. 
So this book is so so fundamental to our understanding of of uh, progressive devotional life. Everyone's giving a commentary on this book. It's so important. It seems so. And we've also, in preparing for these classes, uh, read the commentary, and uh, we will try to incorporate some of the high points of Bhakti Rakshat Shudardev Goswami. Of course, his 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 presentations are are so nectarian and so. Uh, uh, how can how can anyone, <laughs> such as myself? even begin to convey the depth that he puts in the most simplest of terms, uh, in the most simplest of sentences and words and phraseology. He puts the, the most, the deepest, most profound understandings and, a, and, and an approach to uh, Gaudiya Vaishnavism, which seems to incorporate the heart of all religion, to me anyway that I cannot uh, that's the only way I can begin to express it uh, his his books and his his presentation of the philosophy is so rings so close to home uh, especially in the English language we're going to uh, draw from all those commentaries uh, as we approach these later verses Starting tonight, we're going to try to go into these three verses dealing again on recognition of qualification, both in ourselves and in others. We need to know where we stand. Needs to know, we need to know what ground we're on, and we need to... Uh, one, can, uh, one cannot overemphasize that, I don't believe enough. Having a sincere understanding of your spiritual position and being willing to to not compromise a realistic approach to spiritual life is so so important to us. Uh, we have a tendency in this world where this is the world of cheaters and cheated and Naturally, we try to pull that tendency into our spiritual practice. We try to pull that that uh, that inclination to to put forth put forth ourselves as either either being more qualified than we are or completely unqualified. When even to be here itself is a great qualification. So it's 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 important to to see things in proper perspective and to move forward in spiritual life in a very practical, pragmatic, realistic manner. If we can do that, we will call uh, so much assistance to us. So, how to exchange love between devotees? We're giving gifts, and we're accepting prashadam in return. We give everything. We understand in this world there's nothing that we have to begin with, so 
whatever opportunity we have to give what we don't have to somebody who doesn't need it <laughs> is good for us. We didn't have it to begin with. So some f- good fortune we've come into, into a position according to our misconception that we own this or we have something here to actually offer. And in offering that, we're given the greatest benefit by somebody that has no need for it and owned it in the first place. <laughs> so it's quite a unique situation when we look at giving and devotional life. It's quite amazing. So the Dati Pratigrinati, we give up what we have to Krishna and Krishna's devotees. We learn the we learn the practice of sacrifice. We learn how to perform sacrifice because in that performance of sacrifice a little bit of what we hold on to that false set of sense of self is relinquished. Every time we give, every time we offer, every time we look lovingly to the deities and to the devotees, to the guru, every time we offer them some food and take their remnants, offer the deity some dress and take some remnant, every time we offer the fruits of our labor to the spiritual master for his use, and we take the benefit of his association through his utilization of that. Uh, it's, it's, we relinquish some of, of what is our false sense of ownership. We don't really own it, but we think we do. And in giving it, as I said, we're giving away what it's the exchange that really is of significance to us. Just to engage in the exchange, that in and of itself is the foundation and the beginning of developing a faithful love to the Supreme. So we're giving and we're taking. We're giving our possessions both physical and our energy our time and our energy and we move on to guya makyati pricchati some secret exchange of love profoundness is there we're inquiring confidentially about spiritual realizations, revelations. We're inquiring, well, I can see you have some standing in spiritual life. What is that? What is it that, you, that I see in you? How, how, how are you experiencing life? So these questions are there. How, how, how is spiritual existence, how is revelation recognized? I have no rec- revelation myself, but you must have some. You hardly eat, you don't sleep, 
you don't work for yourself in any way, shape, or form, and despite the fact that you don't sleep, don't eat, and don't enjoy life, you're the happiest person I know. <laughs> How does that work? So we inquire in confidence. How does this work? How are you experiencing life to such a joy in such a joyous way when everything in life that's enjoyable you've thrown away? We inquire. How is this possible? In confidence. <laughs> it has to be a secret. You just you just I want to know. Most people don't want to know. So therefore I have to ask in secret. Because most people just they will they will not see the value of what you have to say. I pull you aside. I bow and please tell me. And the devotee, they're revealing, yes, well, it's not really that difficult. It's really inside you. You don't have to go anywhere. It's right there. It was there all along when I decided to help you along. It's a little, it's a little secret. It's a little bit of a mystery how you have it, but you don't have it until it's given to you. It's it's, there's something in you, but there's also something in me that has the ability to give you something. But it's not me. It's coming through me. That's a real secret. This we need to talk about, how this works. That I'm acting in a capacity, although I myself feel I'm at more fallen than you are. But somehow I'm acting in this capacity out of some amazing good fortune that's come to me. So the guru's thinking, I have no qualification, but something's been given to me and I have to share it. So what my qualification is somehow or other, someone, somebody has qualified me. And as they have qualified me, I need to qualify you. So therefore, let me give you this secret knowledge. So it's coming transparently through some higher source. There's some mysticism here. This is, this is an amazing thing. Something quite extraordinary is happening. Guyamakyati Prichiti some very secret transmission of mystical experience. Bhumte bunjayate chaiva. And we see in the world what is without, without sustenance, none of us survive here. We do not live long without some food stuff. It's not possible. And it is not possible here to take that sustenance in such a way that it doesn't come at the expense of another. Impossible in material existence to sustain your life without taking the life of another.
just to live, others must die, and just to survive, I must be bound by that killing. That's material existence. There's no way around it, except this way. Except in the offering of what is taken to someone who can not only consume it, but that can transform it. So everything the devotee takes, everything, he takes after Krishna is taking. And when Krishna takes, he takes away all that is in those foodstuffs that binds us to the reactions of the exploitive taking which is material life. This is so central to spiritual advancement. So central to spiritual advancement that because why? Because the act of eating itself is so central to life itself on the material plane. The body cannot survive without it. We lovingly offer this to Krishna, everything that we eat, to his bona fide representative, representatives, the sadhus, Guru, please you take this. And when they take everything that binds us to material existence is completely gone. Krishna can more easy easy, easy as anything completely purify anything. So in this way, our material life as a devotee is completely transformed. It doesn't, no longer does it become material life. No longer does all the reaction of survival even affect the devotee. It's gone. Bhante bonjayate chaiva savidam the symptoms of loving association with the devotees. I'm going to read the translation uh, from this presentation of Upadesha Amrita. Um, it's quite nice. Offering pure devotees items in, in accordance with their requirements. Accepting prashad or remnant items given by pure devotees revealing to devotees one's confidential realizations concerning bhajan inquiring from them about their confidential realizations eating with great love the prashad remnants given by devotees and lovingly feeding them prashad these are the six symptoms of loving association with devotees. In Srila 
Bhaktivinoda's short commentary in this presentation of Upadesha Amrita, he emphasizes that these exchanges must be done with the devotees. To exchange these to exchange with the materialists, the jnanis, the karmis, those gross, grossly attached to sense gratification, these, in, in the ways put forth here by Rupa Goswami, will simply uh, further uh, entangle us in a love that will be unbeneficial because why we will take on their characteristics by giving them gifts taking their gifts by inquiring about how they enjoy their life or their aspirations for liberation uh, will be polluted and by uh, exchanging foodstuffs specifically, uh, there's n- there's nothing to be gained there uh, for us, um, and much to be lost. So, Bhaktivinoda he stresses that take great care to your devotional life that you do not engage in these activities in the way that will hamper your spiritual progress. Mm. Bhakti uh, Siddhanta Saraswati, uh, he emphasizes what Bhaktivinoda says and he qualifies it a little bit more exchanging love with devotees who are of the same aspiration as oneself and who are affectionate to oneself enhances one's bhakti. One should not perform these activities with those of different aspirations in life than one's own. we stay in the association of the devotees that nourish our devotion. Uh, It's natural. And that will come out and we'll bring that out a little bit more as we go forward with the next two verses. Uh, Regarding the different degrees of advancement of uh, the devotees. Uh, according to their qualifications and uh, and how we use fine discrimination to take the greatest advantage of that association. So, Bhaktisiddhanta's point is that even even if we look at the association of Vaishnavs. There are so many associations of Vaishnavs, different lineages, and they have different prayoja, different ultimate aspirations. 
And they're all aspiring as Vaishnavs for what? For the Supreme Lord, Vishnu, Vaishnav. But there's different, the Lord is unlimited. He has different manifestations. And uh, we associate with, I mean, we respect all Vaishnavs uh, without discrimination. But we do utilize discrimination when it comes to association. Bhakti Siddhanta is pointing out here that association should be one which is has is nourishes your ultimate aspiration. Uh, our aspiration is Vraj. Raj, we we want to enter into those pastimes of complete service to the divine couple, Sri Sri Radha Krishna, in Vrindavan or Galoka. We certainly love the other manifestations of Krishna and Radha, uh, Sita Ram, Lakshmi Narayan, uh, so many others, but our aspiration is Radha Krishna. This is what Sri Chaitanya has come to give us, and somehow or other we have been touched by the heart of those devotees who, who hold that aspiration as most dear. So this is this is the line that we're following. So this is what Bhakti Siddhanta is talking about. That for these exchanges of love, we stay in that sangha which nourishes our aspiration for that prayojan, that goal. Moving on to verse five. Service rendered by an intermediate devotee to the three kinds of Vaishnavas. Krishnati yasya giritam manasadriyata diksasticet pranatibischa bhajantam isam sushrushrayabhajana vigyanam Ananyam Anya Nindati Sunya Hridam Ipsita Sangha Labdhya English One who takes Krishna Nam just once by calling out O Krishna is a neophyte devotee Kanista Adhikari one should consider him to be his family member and silently respect him. One who fully understands the principle of Diksha has accepted initiation from a qualified guru and performs bhajan of Bhagavan in accordance with Vaishnav conventions is an intermediate devotee, Madhyam Adhikari. One should respect such a devotee who is endowed with the correct understanding of reality 
an illusion by offering pranam unto him and so forth. So we see that this translation of the verse does speak to a proper conceptual orientation wealth rooted in Sambandagyan as being that intermediary of Madhyam Adhikari. One who is conversant with the science of Bhajan as described in the Srimad Bhagavatam and other Vaishnava scriptures and who performs exclusive Bhajan to Sri Krishna is a Mahabhagavat devotee. Due to his undeviating absorption in Krishna, the pure heart of such a devotee is free from faults such as the tendency to criticize others. He is expert in bhajan, meaning that he mentally renders service, manasa seva, to Sri Radha Krishna's pastimes that take place during the eight segments of the day. Asta Kaliya Leela. Knowing him to be a topmost devotee whose heart is established in the particular mood of service to Sri Radha Krishna for which one aspires and who is also affectionately disposed towards oneself, one should honor him by offering Dandavat Pranam Pranipata making relevant inquiry, pariprashna, and rendering service, seva, with great love. This English translation brings out a very, some very deep points for discussion, especially when it comes to an uttama adhikari and how qualified the Uttama is. The extent of his qualification is such that the Kanista, who has seen the significance of taking shelter of the Holy Name and the necessity of accepting a bona fide spiritual master can be somewhat dumbfounded because we're talking about very subjective things here when it comes to the Uttama and who doesn't want to accept the Uttama Adhikari as his Sadguru. So here we're talking about qualifications of the of the Uttama Adhikari being what? He's basically entered into bhajan of Radha Krishna with a full comprehension and complete absorption. How can you perceive that? How do we know? How can we judge? Well, that's why we have Sangha. That's why we have the community devotees. 
That's why we surround ourselves with those devotees who can nourish and guide us in a way that we will be able to see through their good direction uh, those characteristics which distinguish the Uttama Adhikari. But there is a lot we can do in this regard because scripture gives us some pretty profound directives which are objectively verifiable when it comes to looking at the three classes of devotees, Kanista, Majjam, and Uttama. And they have to do with specifically their their actions, observable actions. So the Kanista Adhikari is that devotee who primarily just sees Krishna in the deity form. Hasn't developed his sambandha gyan, his understanding and his discrimination enough to be able to recognize the significance of Krishna's devotee. Krishna's devotees are what? They are the repositories of Krishna's affection. This is the this is the core of understanding life in the Vraj. That for for his devotees, Krishna Krishna's affection for them is so deep that he will do anything because of that affection. Even forget that he's God. Even put that in the background so that he can fully express that love to them. He has a lot of assistance in this regard because it's, I'm sure it's a difficult task. <laughs> so, that's not a discussion for this evening, but this recognition of how much Krishna cares for his devotees is is characteristic of someone who is, has some deeper understanding. The Kanista Adhikari doesn't yet have that. Therefore, he has trouble, trouble even recognizing the significance of the devotees. And if he does recognize any significance, at the Kanista stage, it is very focused generally on his specific guru. He has a difficult time distinguishing and seeing any difference between himself and the Madhyamadakaris. Therefore, it's 
it's, it's a difficult period, Kanista Adhikari. Tender faith. Tender faith can lead to, to uh, some difficulties for us. Uh, as our faith becomes deeper and more well-informed, then the, the possibility of Of making those mistakes which can give us some impediments uh, diminish the deeper we the deeper we go and the, the more we take advantage of good association so the Kanista we can recognize and we can see in him this and recognize him for that characteristic He's not deeply respectful of the, of the devotees in general. He's respectful of the holy name, respectful of the deity, respectful of, of the topmost devotee uh, who is able to enthuse everyone, which we'll get to that characteristic, to chant the holy name just by his presence. So this is the Kanista. Then we go to the Madhyam, where the Madhyam also has characteristics. He has a characteristic of fine discrimination. And we can see that. He's able to discriminate. First of all, he has a firm grounding in the philosophy. And he's fixed. He's steady in his devotional practice. It's not a Nista. It's Nista Bhajana Kriya. His Bhajan is fixed. He's there. Solid. His chanting, his bhajan is fixed. He wants to attain the goal. He wants to make spiritual advancement. He may still have some things pop up once in a while, gives him some difficulty, but he's fixed. And he can explain the philosophy. He knows it. And he can explain it up to a point. He may not be firmly grounded in all the scripture. He knows the conclusion, but he may not be able to explain it all with spiritual praman. He knows the right, he knows what the right thing is, but all those specific references and that scriptural genius which the Uttama possesses has may not have come to him yet. Again, this some fine discrimination is there. We have to be able to know what is preaching as a result of an academic approach to scriptural knowledge and preaching that's based on a true understanding and that that's easily perceived someone may not know any of any but we know he knows what the conclusion is again i can't forget this this pastime just keeps coming to me of Sri Chaitanya in South India and the Brahmin who was, an, who was not very wise from a material viewpoint but Chaitanya Mahaprabhu considered him 
the greatest scholar on Bhagavad Gita, but he couldn't really read it and he couldn't pronounce the verses, but he got the point. He knew the point. The point is Krishna has so much affection for his devotee, he's willing to take the reins and take his devotee wherever he wants to go. That is a God who could not love that God who would take that position of being the chariot driver. Lord Chaitanya said, I don't know what the local village people have to say about your your following the directive of your spiritual master to read Gita daily, but I can tell you, you have definitely attained the result of his instruction. The goal of what he wanted you to feel and, he, and know, you have attained. You are the greatest scholar of Bhagavad Gita. So, this is characteristic of the Madhyamadakari. He knows. He knows. He can. He knows the significance of the goal of pure devotional life, and he practices and, and strives to that. And he also has. A discriminating power at his grasp. His discrimination is that he's able to see the innocent, and he 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 wants to help them. Uh, he's able to see the the devotees. He's able to recognize the supreme Lord. And he's able to recognize those people that are inimical, and he avoids their association. So discrimination in the in association, which is basically what we're talking about. And it's interesting. What was what was this verse? The 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 understanding of this verse itself: service rendered by an intermediate devotee to the three kinds of Vaishnavas. So this instruction is specifically for the Madhyamadakari. Why? This instruction of, of, of being able to, to recognize devotees is the instruction that, that he utilizes. The Kanista can't do it yet. And then we talk, let us go to the Uttama Adhikari. The Uttama Adhikari has no need to discriminate. He sees everyone as a devotee. And he has another very unique characteristic. Although he doesn't discriminate, he is so absorbed in the holy name and pure spiritual life that simply to see him, the tongue vibrates the holy name. Immediately just being in the presence of such a Mahabhagavat, the Uttama Adhikari, everybody is enthused naturally to chant the holy name. They don't even know what they're chanting. They just know something. They know this. And we see this. The pure devotee, he draws. He has such a command. Well, he owns Krishna. So... When you have Krishna in your pocket, everybody see your, sees you're most wealthy. Although you may look as if you own nothing. 
So these characteristics of the Kanista, the Majjam, and the Uttama Adhikari have to be seen and they have to be acted upon properly so that we with fine discrimination associate within the community of devotees and follow a, a decorum there's a social etiquette uh, as to how devotees are dealt with we offer our mental obeisance to anybody who's once chanted the holy name we offer our prostate obeisances to one who has accepted initiation and dedicated their life and who is practicing sincerely and who himself has good discrimination and a good foundation in Sambandha Gyan and we wholeheartedly follow Krishna's directive from Bhagavad Gita with that Uttama Adhikari who's firmly situated in his loving relationship with the Supreme Lord. That instruction being Tadvidi Pranipatena Pariprashnena Sevaya Tadvidi We try to learn the truth from that person. Advidi pranipatena pariprashnena sevaya. We approach them with all humility, we inquire with all sincerity, and we serve with all that we have. Because they can truly enlighten us. So I'll stop there for this evening. Are there any questions? Thank you so very much. Hare Krishna.